That's a growler. Hello, and welcome to the Shining Light Podcast. This is a platform where we let our individual light shine through our personal testimonies of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ and the many blessings it brings to our lives. Here's our host. Hello and welcome. Today I have the distinct pleasure of introducing you to two missionaries serving for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in the Texas-Houston East Mission, Elder Merrill and Elder Hudson. These missionaries are awesome young men who have come out and served for 24 months, and they are willing to leave behind all that they would normally be doing at this time, including college, enjoying time with friends, and, of course, spending time with family. Now I would like to ask Elder Hudson to share a little bit about himself and invite Elder Merrill to do the same. All righty. Thank you, Don Trail. Elder Merrill and I were super excited to be able to share the Restoration Proclamation with you and your audience, so thank you for this opportunity. If any of you guys haven't listened to Don Trail's last podcast, we will invite you to do so. In that podcast, we also talk about the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. A little bit about myself. So my name is Elder Hodson. Um, I'm from Southern California, and I love to play basketball, volleyball, and spikeball for fun, and I also enjoy playing the guitar and ukulele. A fun fact about myself is I am a triplet. So I have two sisters, and we were all born on January 22nd, and I'm the oldest of the three. And I have been serving the Texas Houston East Mission for a little over 10 months. Here's Elder Merrill. Thanks, Elder Hudson. I'm born and raised from Georgia. I moved to Tampa, Florida when I was around 14 years old. From there, I went to school, graduated early because I decided to do an online GED type of thing. So I graduated early, I started to work, pay for my full-time mission. From there, I was called, originally assigned to the Buenos Aires North mission in Argentina. Um, because of coronavirus, we've I've been sent back home and currently reinstated to the Texas Houston East mission. But it's a pleasure to be here, to be serving the people here, and to be able to talk about the Restoration Proclamation. Thank you so much, elders, for sharing a little bit about yourselves. Now I'd like to invite you to discuss a little bit with us about the Restored Gospel and specifically about the Restoration Proclamation. I am excited to hear what you have to say, and I know our audience is looking forward to it as well. Well, before we read this proclamation, Elder Merrill and I we want to explain a little bit more about what this is. So last general conference, the leaders of our church, they released something called the Restoration of the Fullness of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, a bicentennial proclamation to the world. Something that's super special about this is, like it says, it's a proclamation to the world. So of all the things that the leaders of our church, the leader of God's church could have told us this past April, the things that are in this proclamation are what they feel are the most important. And I think that this is something super critical to think of when we read of this proclamation. Because, you know, in April, it was kind of like the beginning of everything that was going on with coronavirus. Um, At least here in Texas, I remember a lot of things started closing down very rapidly around middle of March. And so of all the things that our prophet could have told us, you know, the message of the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ is the most important thing he could have told us. And that's why I love so much about having a living prophet is that we can receive revelation from God through him because God's word shall never cease and that through him we can know what God um, wants us to know about and there's a special promise in the end of this proclamation that we'll talk more about as well 
But so what we're going to do is, Elder Merrill and I, we're going to we're going to take turns reading a paragraph, and we're going to pause a couple times in between. And we're just going to talk about, you know, what is this thing telling us? But while we're reading, we want you guys to think about what truths from this proclamation are so important for anyone to know today, whether it be, you know, a member of the church, someone who doesn't believe in God, or someone who is not a member at all. So we want you guys to think of what important truths does this proclamation teach us. So Elder Mary is going to start us off by reading the first paragraph. And it says, We solemnly proclaim that God loves his children in every nation of the world. God the Father has given us the divine birth, the incomparable life, and the infinite atoning sacrifice of his beloved Son, Jesus Christ. By the power of the Father, Jesus rose again and gained the victory over death. He is our Savior, our Exemplar, and our Redeemer. Two hundred years ago, on a beautiful spring morning in 1820, young Joseph Smith, seeking to know which church to join, went into the woods to pray near his home in upstate New York, USA. He had questions regarding the salvation of his soul and trusted that God would direct him. In humility, we declare that in answer to his prayer, God the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ, appeared to Joseph and inaugurated the restitution of all things, as foretold in the Bible. In this vision, he learned that following the death of the original apostles, Christ's new church was lost from the earth. Joseph would be instrumental in his return. Some brief little highlights of what's happening in these, these first three paragraphs. is a little bit of a backstory of, or I guess history, of what Joseph Smith did. As we know, he went into the woods and he had a question, you know, of which church was true. Which church is, is the church of God? You know, which church was the church that Jesus Christ restored back when he was on the earth? And as we know from the last podcast that, you know, Jesus Christ and God himself appeared to Joseph and told him that none of the churches are true. Then Jesus Christ proceeded to tell Joseph that he would play a role in restoring all things, as it says here. And Joseph Smith played a huge role in restoring the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. What we know to be as a church that Jesus Christ stored on the earth, or I guess, yeah, made on the earth whenever he came. And these first three paragraphs are super, super important to to know the truth of all things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one thing, if I could just share one thing that I really like that comes from these first three paragraphs is the very first thing that this proclamation tells us. We solemnly proclaim that God loves his children in every nation of the world. And how cool is that? To know that God is a loving Heavenly Father and that he loves all of us because we're literally his children. If there's anything that you know, if there's one thing that someone would have to know that uh, that's like so important is to know that God loves them. And I think for me personally, that is something that brings me a lot of hope during this pandemic, during these hard times. Because a lot of people might think, you know, that, you know, maybe God is angry at us. So he gave us this, this virus. But, you know, it's honestly the opposite. God, you know, he gives us hard times so that we can grow. But his love is constant. And so with this pandemic that it's like taking away a lot of like, it's like taking away a lot of things we have, one thing that will always remain, and that's like God loves his children. And so for me, that's something that's brought a lot of hope to me. We're going to keep reading now. I will start and says, we affirm that under the direction of the father and the son, heavenly messengers came to instruct Joseph and reestablish the church of Jesus Christ. The resurrected John the Baptist restored the authority to baptize by immersion for the remission of sins. 
three of the original 12 apostles, Peter, James, and John, restored the apostleship and keys of priesthood authority. Others came as well, including Elijah, who restored the authority to join families together forever in eternal relationships that transcend death. We further witness that Joseph Smith was given the gift and power of God to translate an ancient record, the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. Pages of this sacred text include an account of the personal ministry of Jesus Christ among people in the Western Hemisphere soon after his resurrection. It teaches us of life's purpose and explains the doctrine of Christ, which is central to that purpose. As a companion scripture to the Bible, the Book of Mormon testifies that all human beings are sons and daughters of a loving Father in heaven, that He has a divine plan for our lives, and that His Son, Jesus Christ, speaks today as well as in days of old. We declare that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, organized on April 6, 1830, is Christ's New Testament Church restored. This church is anchored in the perfect life of its chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ, and His infinite atonement and literal resurrection. Jesus Christ has once again called apostles and has given them priesthood authority. He invites all of us to come unto Him and His church to receive the Holy Ghost, the ordinances of salvation, and to gain enduring joy. There are a couple of things that I love about these paragraphs. I guess the first one would be how it talks about the restoration of the priesthood. In the first paragraph that I read, it says, Three of the original twelve apostles, Peter, James, and John, restored the apostleship and keys of priesthood authority. And it begins to talk about, you know, what does that mean? So it says, Others came as well, including Elijah, who restored the authority to join families together forever in eternal relationships that transcend death. Um, in the last paragraph I talked about, it talks about how, you know, through this priesthood, as we come into Christ, we can receive the, the gift of the Holy Ghost. We can receive ordinances of salvation. We can gain enduring joy. And all those things are not possible without the priesthood. And so for me, I'm so grateful that we have the priesthood today on the earth because the priesthood, it is the same authority and power that prophets of old and Jesus Christ had. And we have that same authority today. I'm so grateful for this authority because if we can understand that we have this authority on the earth today, we can understand the importance of baptism and the importance of being baptized by proper authority. Because when we're baptized by proper authority, that connects you know the heaven and the earth and I am always, I always just try to imagine my life without being baptized. And when we get baptized, if I was not baptized, I would not have the gift of the Holy Ghost. If I didn't have the gift of the Holy Ghost, I wouldn't be able to discern between right and wrong. And I think that would be something that is especially hard, especially with everything that's going on today. But I guess one more thing that I also love from this is how it says, He invites all of us to come unto Him in His church and to receive the Holy Ghost. When it says He, it's talking about Jesus Christ himself. You know, the name of our church, it's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We're not the Church of Mormon. We're not the Church of Joseph Smith. We're not the Church of, of, you know, whoever. We're not the Church of the Missionaries. No, this is the literal Church of Jesus Christ that's been restored on the earth today. And I think that's so important for us to understand that, you know, through our words, we invite all to come unto Christ. But in reality, it's him inviting all to come unto him. And something that I really like from one of these paragraphs was that it says right here, and that he has a divine plan for our lives. I think that that is so powerful for each and every one of us to understand, to know that God knows us specifically and that he sent us here in this existence for a specific purpose. 
And if any of you think that you are unwanted or useless, or that you have zero purpose here on the earth at this time, you're wrong. God loves you. He knows that you have a special spirit. He knows that you have a divine potential to help others around you, to bless lives around you, and to truly be a light in this world, especially during the dark times that we're coming up on with, with coronavirus and with the riots that have been going on and things of that nature. So I, I really love that in this paragraph. But to continue reading, 200 years have now elapsed since this restoration was initiated by God the Father and His beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Millions throughout the world have embraced a knowledge of these prophesied events. We gladly declare that the promised restoration goes forth through continuing revelation. The earth will never again be the same, as God will gather together in one all things in Christ. With reverence and gratitude, we as His apostles invite all to know, as we do, that the heavens are open. We affirm that God is making known His will for His beloved sons and daughters. We testify that those who prayerfully study the message of the restoration and act in faith will be blessed to gain their own witness of its divinity and of its purpose to prepare the world for the promised second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mic drop. That, my (laughs) friends, was the Restoration Proclamation. And how powerful was that last paragraph of our our prophet and apostles testifying that he lives, that Jesus Christ will return, and that it's up to us to prepare the world for his coming, to share the gospel with our friends, with our family members, with those that we don't even know. That's our divine duty. That's what we were called here to do, to prepare the world for Christ's second coming. This is our invitation to every single one of you that are listening. And one thing with missionary work, one of the greatest ways to do missionary work is we try to, when we do missionary work, we share the gospel with everyone, every person we meet, every person we talk with. And so what we, Elder Merrill and I have been doing is we have been sharing this proclamation with everyone. And we invite everyone that we share this with to think of someone who needs to know at least one of these truths that we've talked about. One of these truths that we've talked about or one of these truths that you guys have been thinking about as you've been listening to us read this Restoration Proclamation. And so that would be our invitation to you is to reach out to the local missionaries from your area and talk with them about who do you know that needs to hear about the message of the Restoration. Because like we said, of all the things that the prophet and the apostles could have told us in April during the very beginning of COVID-19, In the very beginning of all this hard stuff, the prophet chose the message of the restoration. He knew that this is what we needed to hear exactly right now. And that message needs to be shared right now with everyone. And that's our invitation to you guys. And I just want to testify of the importance of the restoration. The first vision, when our Heavenly Father, when Jesus Christ appeared to Joseph Smith, this was the beginning of the restoration. But the restoration is an ongoing process. The church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is continually being restored on the earth today. We still receive revelation from God. And how important is that to know that God still speaks to us today to provide us knowledge that will help us out, especially during these times. And that's our invitation to you guys, is to think of who this person is that needs to know this message right now. Because there are a lot of people who need to know this message. And there's a lot of people who are becoming more open to learning more about God and want to have this relationship. And they've realized how important it is. And we can just solemnly promise and testify to you guys that this is the message that they need in their life. 
And we can promise you blessings that will come upon you and your family as you choose to share the message of the restoration with everyone you know and everyone you love. Thank you so much, Elder Hudson and Elder Amaro. Those were truly inspired words, and I am so thankful that you were able to join me and really give us more of an insight of the importance of the restored gospel being here on the earth in these last days and the equal importance of our role in making sure that all of God's children are made aware of it and that they get to partake in it and receive the blessings that the Lord has in store for all of his children. I would like to ask now if you would personally each share your own testimonies about what the restored gospel of Jesus Christ has meant to you and how you have seen it as both a blessing to your own personal lives and that of your families. Yeah, of course, Dantro. I'd be more than happy to share my testimony with you and for those who are listening of how the restored gospel has blessed my personal life and the lives of my family as well. And honestly, I think it really boils down to the center of how the restored gospel began and how Joseph Smith went and prayed in those woods and he received that answer from God and Jesus Christ himself who appeared unto him and told him the work that he was to do in his life to bless every single one of us now, 200 plus years later. And it's something that I can think of every time that I'm struggling in life, right? Anytime we have difficulties, anytime we have trials, I think of my personal testimony of the restored gospel. And, you know, anytime I I watch a movie about the restoration or I see a quick little video of of the first vision, I always feel the spirit. And every time that I feel the spirit, I know that it's testifying that those events actually occurred and that those things actually happened. And that it's not just, you know, some crazy fantasy story that someone made up. And so anytime that I have those things, those things and those thoughts that I know that it's true, then I know that everything else in the gospel is true as well. That we have prophets living today that receive revelation directly from God on how to guide us. That the Book of Mormon is true and everything that is taught in there. It's supposed to help us now, especially during these times. It's something that has blessed me because, you know, like I mentioned, anytime that I'm struggling or I might have a lack of faith, I can always fall back on the restoration and the center truth that those things happen and it'll give me the strength that I need to overcome whatever I'm going through. And likewise with my family, that I know that they can do the same thing and that we're here to help each other out, one another. And that we'll be able to return and live with our Father in Heaven once again. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Personally, for me, the message of the restoration is what's helped me understand who I am and who I can become. And I think that this is something that every single one of us would want to know. I left for my mission in around August of 2019. And so a couple months before that, like around May or June, uh, my family and I, we had the opportunity to go um, to New York on vacation as a family. And while we were there, we had the chance to go to Palmyra, New York, which is where Joseph Smith and his family grew up. And that's where the Hill Cumorah is. And that's where all the beginning parts of the restoration happened, including the grove that was there when Joseph Smith, when he prayed and received his answer. And we actually had the opportunity to, you know, walk around this, this same grove that Joseph Smith prayed in. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, at this time, I was 19, I'm 20 right now. I was 19 at this time and I was about to leave for my mission 
and I felt like I knew that you know these things that we, I believe in that these things I was going to teach I believe they were true and I remember having this distinct prompting of of understanding that if God and Jesus Christ can answer the prayer of a 14 year old boy had just very little education and had no understanding of even what to do except for his own knowledge for me that helped me understand what my potential is because if God can answer the prayer of a 14 year old boy he can answer mine because he loves all his children and this is something that the message of the restoration has helped me and my family understand that God is a loving heavenly father and that he's not just the God of the Old Testament and the New Testament and that he hasn't just abandoned us the scriptures say that God is the same yesterday today and forever and for me the message of the restoration has helped me understand that that's true that just like the times of old God has called a prophet to teach us and guide us and and lead us like it was back then and also helps me understand that God loves all of his children and that his son when he sent his son when he atoned for all of our sins that this is something for all of us this isn't this isn't something from the past this is something for all of us for me to understand that like many times the church of Jesus Christ was restored and was taken away and restored again it's been restored again today that's our message is we invite all to come and see and know that for themselves even though one may not believe in that all we just do is invite and to come and to try and to learn just like Elder Merrill and I and so many other people have understood the importance of these things we know that that you can too whether you be a member you can confirm that if you're learning about the church we promise you that this is a message that will bless your life because i don't know where i would be without this gospel and i love my savior and i know he loves us as well and i share these things with you in the name of jesus christ amen